What you are about to hear is a short commentary segment that was originally uploaded to YouTube, separate from any particular Rambles episode. Consider it bonus material. So I saw Arrow tweet this out. Arrow, dude who is involved in the skin scene in CSGO, I guess in CSGO in general. And he's looking at Twitch, and it's just a huge amount of gambling streams. XUC that looks like he's doing gambling, but he's apparently looking at a clip. I wouldn't be surprised if he does this other times as well. So I asked Jesus about it, a dude I know who does a lot of uh, skin trading and stuff. So he says they're all playing on something called Clash GG. It's a gambling site ramping up their presence in the lead up to CS2. I asked him, is Valve going to strike all this stuff down in the same way that they did a few years ago, making it more difficult to run these websites? And he responded, they don't really have a way at this point to make it impossible aside from nuking the entire system, which they're not going to do if there's no other choice. If the scandals get bad enough, they might, but they're going to resist as much as they can. So yeah, it's a shit situation. The way gambling works these days makes it virtually impossible to shut down without killing all trading. It's just weird how acceptable this gambling stuff is. It's a game like played by miners and stuff. Loot boxes are bad enough, but this is like directly gambling, but using skins as like a medium. But all of the big CS teams are like being sponsored by these companies. Skins equal money, I guess. Only S tier skins allowed. Like it's, it's the legit slot machines. Like, obviously, they get some pushback. Why are you promoting unregulated skin gambling to the underage fan base? There's a huge problem in the Counter-Strike esports community, and the team behind G2 Esports should know much better. The one thing that people say, though, is it is so hard to have a profitable esports team that you kind of take whatever money you can get. But is it really worth maintaining this industry if you have to take illicit gambling money to maintain your business? And people always talk about kids. Even I made a reference back there. This stuff isn't good for adults either. The knock-on effects of problem gambling is extreme. It can affect multiple generations of people getting into huge amounts of debt, chasing that win, trying to dig yourself out of a hole. It is something that destroys communities, destroys people's lives. It's all terrible. I guess I have nothing else to say on this except like, if there's enough money in something, it just seems like it doesn't matter how bad it is, it'll just get accepted and people move on. I suppose this is related I talked about this in the previous rambles. Hoon Gon Gang. I talked about before how he said like, I'm sick of resisting the money from gambling and stuff. I got to think about my family. I might take a gambling sponsorship here or there. And the general sentiment from his viewers was like, we understand, man. If you got to do it, you got to do it. Whatever. We trust you. It's fine. But he's made this update video where he's just said, you know, I can't do it. I can't live with it. So I did what I said. I started to consider for real this time. I've received a lot of offers coming from many of these websites, the highest one being at $120,000 monthly. It's life-changing money. But then I took a deeper look, learned the new elements, and it turns out I won't be okay with it. How many people do you think would turn down $120,000 from a sponsor? That's a month. Like, you either have to be in a very good situation financially, 
or be very committed to your morals. I have never had a sponsor anywhere close to $120,000 a month. Although, that I guess he doesn't talk about what he would have to do to receive that money. But I wouldn't accept a sponsorship from a CSGO gambling website for $120,000, but that's because yeah, I'm doing well. It's one of these things where traditionally, the sort of person who would be offered $120,000 a month for a sponsorship are the people who don't really need that money. Like you could understand a person working at a 7-Eleven, working a nine to five for 30 grand a year or something, I guess it depends on your country or whatever, but you can understand that kind of person going, yeah, I'm gonna take this deal. But when you're already a person who's potentially making millions of dollars a year, taking a sponsorship like that, it's just greedy. Obviously I'm not saying this Hoon guy is uh, making millions of dollars a year, but some of the people who take these gambling sponsorships are clearly already making so many millions of dollars that they don't fucking need it, right? It's why I'd be more judgmental of a rich person taking one of these deals than just like the average Joe taking one. I'd be like, yeah, it's still terrible, but I can kind of understand how you would fall off the wagon or whatever and take it. But obviously the sorts of operations that can offer $120,000 a month for sponsorships are obviously not going to be above board. I suppose there would be some sponsorships where that would be reasonable money. I, I guess I shouldn't say that. I guess at this dude's level, offering $120,000 a month are obviously not going to be above board. Ultimately, I just wanted to include this update because I included this dude's previous decision before. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have, but it's my responsibility to keep you updated on the change of this dude's mind because I mentioned it previously. Be unfair for me to leave you with the opinion that this dude dove headfirst into the gambling money and just kept swimming for the rest of his life when that's not the case. Mr. Beast would never accept the gambling sponsorship? You never know really, man. Mr. Beast used to be involved in... No, wait, Mr. Beast has accepted gambling sponsorships. So from Jesus, the insane story of Mr. Beast and CSGO. There's not a lot of footage that still exists from that time, but it talks about how Mr. Beast has a bunch of skins. I'm pretty sure in here it talks about how... Like, like here, I'm addicted to CSGO Big. I'm addicted to gambling. Mr. Beast YouTube, CSGOBig.com. Mr. Beast 500k, CSGOBig.com. All this stuff has been largely scrapped from the internet because it was from his earlier days but we're talking like back in 2016 when this stuff was huge and pretty much all large content creators who are anywhere close to this space were doing something related to uh this online gambling stuff but uh do i think he wouldn't do this stuff now probably not whether that would be because he would have issues with this kind of stuff like from a moral standpoint or because he believed it would, would hurt his brand, I can't say. But I do agree there would be many reasons that exist now that didn't necessarily exist back then as to why he would potentially reject these sponsorships. Yeah, feel free to watch this video, The Insane Story of Mr. Beast and CSGO by Jesus. Good video. Nothing will ever trump T. Martin's CSGO scam. It literally killed his career. Did it though? So T. Martin was still making videos into 2019 and the CSGO Lotto stuff was like 2016, right? So he was still getting decent views on the videos that he was producing around that time. What ultimately killed his career? The CSGO Lotto stuff or that he just quit? Look at these thumbnails. These are not great thumbnails. He would clearly have to have ramped up and stepped up his game to compete in the emerging higher quality markets and stuff. And clearly he just wasn't interested in doing that. He's even said my final Modern Warfare review, like he's just called it quits. He still uploads on a second channel? That's what it was. I knew I saw him still uploading somewhere. Oh, he's still getting 10 million views a month on his second channel. I mean, he's seen a little bit of a dip, but like this is uh, like after the pandemic and stuff, 
Like, he's still getting it, like, it's around my numbers that I get for YouTube videos. He's releasing multiple videos a day, and they're, they're fairly low-quality stuff. Look at these, these terrible thumbnails. He's still doing great. It's as I always say, if you can still provide value to the market, that there are people who still find what you're putting out worth engaging with, it almost doesn't matter what you do. As long as it doesn't prevent you from providing that value for those who want to engage in it, you're going to be fine. It doesn't matter what some random person on Twitter says about your enterprise or what you're doing or what you've done because they weren't watching your content anyway. The people who watch your stuff and support you are those who are most likely to forgive and forget and just let you move on. I'm not going to lie, this content looks like shit, but I guess when you've been around for this long, you build up recognition with people that just keep watching. So we ended here, thank you for watching and joining me on my new channel. I wish you all the best.